You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Recruitment Advice, bringing you right up to date on the latest recruitment information, trends and discussions to help you recruit the best people for your business. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. So Scott, so obviously moving on to the, the recruitment minute. So I think the big question that I have for anyone who hires people within teams or within the business or internal recruitment or HR, anyone at all, do you know the size of the manufacturing market within the UK? And that might, that might be manufacturing as a whole. It might be within your specific sector. Do you know how many people are employed within the bakery industry in the northwest England? Do you know how much is employed in the southeast of England, etc.? And 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 there's a there's a there's a there's a good reason why why it's worthwhile to know these numbers. And Scott, it's got. Can you give us a wee bit of insight of how you've found mapping out the market and getting a real insight into the opportunity there? Yeah, well, I remember you and I talking about this, what, a year or so ago? And one, one of the things I am impressed with is actually the, it's it's actually, I I mean, what, what have I done? I've done, what, 11 years or so um, doing this type of role in my career so far, <laughs> loving every minute of it. And um, one of the things you, you, you try and give a client is to, to make sure that you're giving them the, the best options of the candidate base that you've got access to. And, and, and what you tend to believe is that the more, the more of a network you've got and the, the, you know, the bigger, the more tools you've got to attract a candidate, the, the, the better chance you've got of giving, you know, you, you've been true to your word. Um, and one of the conversations that you and I had about a year ago was actually your insight on terms of seriously mapping out the, the, the marketplace that, you know, and it can be any marketplace about getting, you know, actually being able to say specifically there's 20,421 candidates doing whatever it is, or people doing whatever it is, whether they're actually looking or not, um, is there. And yeah. it didn't even occur to me. Do you know that way that actually you could get in as, as detailed as that? And, and certainly, as you know, that's what we've been, we've been striving 100%. to do. seems to be working. And I think the thing is, Scott, you know, over probably over 95% of um, recruitment agencies, internal recruitment, etc., well, won't have mapped out their industry because we're that, you know, we're all busy in the day-to-day and what we're doing. And and you know, end of the day, it's quite it's quite um, you know, if you're having the right tools to be able to do that is a different story, and having and putting in the investment to do that. And not everyone, especially, you know, say within internal recruitment, has the opportunity to invest in that and actually make it happen. And, and I think personally, the benefit of knowing your market is the fact is if you if you were sitting the senior leadership team meeting and you're the internal recruiter or, or whoever, and the business leader is asking, you know, for, for, for you to recruit a, a key member of staff who are looking for a chief engineer within a large food business down in the southwest of England. And it says it's within the dairy industry, just for talking sake. Okay, you know how how powerful would it be if you can say, you know, within um within thirty seconds that you can say within a thirty mile radius of our site there are sixty potential chief engineers, of which ten are specifically within the dairy industry, 
and I, and you have their names and you're able to contact them on that specific opportunity and look to move any anyone interested to an interview within a couple of days. Well, we've seen the results of being able to do that. And I think um, when it actually boils down to the, as I call it, the usual suspects. And what I mean by that is the candidate that is that is um, on a data on a database or on a, a, a you know whether it's a web database or an agency database. You know, you know that some of them are actually okay, but you, you tend to find that the, the good candidates are probably the ones that are grafting away. You know, that are hard at work and actually you know quite enjoy doing the work and are probably not keeping their, their head above the you know look, looking in the marketplace. Um, and and those are the ones. That, that tend to do well and actually get looked after by the present employer as well for, yeah, for yeah, obvious exactly. reasons. And Scott, me and you have worked for a, a small number of different agencies and what you tend to find is, uh, you know, it's the same people registered with uh, various different agencies, which is fine, which is good, but what it creates is that just that natural small pool of people that are getting constant phone calls on different roles, which which has got to annoy that specific person. But the companies are getting the same people sent in as well. So it's kind of, it's, it's a blocker, you know, there's no gain out of that. And and one of the stats I found online, actually, it was in the last couple of months, do you know, so so, so a big thing for me is, is some companies will just put up an advert online and then take the response off that. And they might get a real big response of people, say 100 people, but literally only a couple are actually of interest. But do you know that for the start online, one in 18 people, one in 18 are registered on a job board? Seriously? Wow. <laughs> so so yeah. you, if, you're putting up a, if you're putting up an advert, you are accessing potentially, like this is just, you know, you know, take it with a pinch of salt, one in 18 people. So literally, you know, 17 people out of 18, you're not, you're you're not missing, touching, yeah. you're getting access yeah. to. So the importance of understanding and having access to your to potentially the full market is that you can, you know, you've got there's more people to contact, you'll have more choice, you'll be able to make hopefully the right selection with the right tools in place, like video interviewing, behavior reports, etc. Which in turn, if you make that right selection, you can grow your business. And in turn as well, you can actually define the culture within your business as well and make sure that that's that's what you you know you desire it to be it allows a client to refine what they're actually looking for because if, if especially with you know we we provide a lot of problems you know we we solve a lot of problems that clients are typically facing um, and one of the what, what tends to come out of that is that they are been told by whoever it happens to be, whether it's their internal team um, or their, you know, their, their HR contact, or maybe a trusted um, recruiter. But the the trusted recruiter maybe does other areas and is maybe not specialising within manufacturing. To say so, they, they wouldn't necessarily have the network that that we, you know that we, we are working on. And I think um, you know having the ability to have you know the, 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 to, to be able to say, look, we know this is the scale of the marketplace. These are specifically the numbers that are in there. And actually, if you're looking for Joe Blogs that that has got you know five years with an X and, and doing something different, you know, from from his career, then the, all these things can be refined down. And actually, I know we've we've had some clients that have been arguably pretty skeptical at the start, but have come through and and, and realised that actually, and and you know, certainly when new sites are built or new business comes along, and they, they actually look forward <laughs> to, to, to actually be part of the process and and, and having that bigger choice, um, which which may not be you know readily available yeah, elsewhere. Exactly. And and you know, I mean one of the biggest frustrations is that people are, you know, you might only have one person that you're taking forward to an interview and your kind of hands are but tied behind the back. 
to make that decision. But if you're able to map out that market and 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 sit down with you know sit down with a higher manager and say, well, do you want to know what I could potentially target four hundred people? You know, let's fine tune that. Let's look at that and let's make sure we're making a real direct protocol on the basis of people that we can potentially contact. And then hopefully you'll get to the stage where you've got at least two stroke three people that you would hire any of the three. And uh, and then you're in a position where you're making sure that you're making the right decision. But that all comes back to the numbers. And it's no good having one or two people and then going forward. You know, this has to be numbers. It has to be making sure the right people are interested, putting forward only the right people. You know, and that's all driven by actually uh, mapping out your market. And, not, and, and I think the key thing is yeah. understanding the size of your market Whatever, you know, so if you're a UK wide business, map out the whole of that sector. If it's fruit and veg, if it's bakery, if it's drinks, if it's, you know, whatever that might be, you know, understand exactly how many people are in that and then you can work your way to that number. Yeah, and and keep taking account of any regional requirements and so on as well. And I think there's an element of understanding depending on the, I guess, level of role um, and, and actually, you know, key, key. I guess people's circumstances and so on kick in as well. But um, look, I mean, I, I actually did this today, Terry. I did a, a search on our database for um, for uh, casting candidates, and I'm not talking about you doing your your dancing again um, and your musicals that you enjoy watching. But um, we're working with a well. Let, let's see, but certainly I did some background to see where our presence is within that. And then one of the, the key factors I was trying to identify was actually what product um, launch experience that some of the guys and girls have, specifically from a quality perspective. And you know, there's there's 228 sitting there. Is that right? Yeah. Do you know that way? And and that's really, yeah. And and that's really without you know get delving into. To, to, to getting a better understanding of it. So, you know, these are the things and the tools that that, that we've actually got um, already good yeah, to run. exactly. And, and I'm um, sure, I'm sure uh, on the note of um, dancing, etc. I'm sure you've had a lot of uh, thought whilst um, the, sound, the sound of music whilst you've been rambling. <laughs> the hell? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what was going through my head, that song, funnily enough. Yeah, so, so I, think, I think, you know, in summary... If you haven't, if you, if you don't know how many people for each role within your manufacturing organisation, so that could be anything from general managers to finance directors to HR managers to operations to supply chain procurement to MPD, you know any role at all that's that's critical to your business, you know you should know how many people are out there in the marketplace and you should have access to them as well because that's the only way that you will get the best people for. The, the roles and, and and that brings us on to what I'll cover next week Scott I think it's like what we'll do is the question will be for the recruitment minute do you have visibility of the entire senior management market and how do and, and, and then more critically once you have that how do you then define well define and identify who the top 15% are so it's all good yeah. mapping out and having that sort of contact base where you've got that outreach where you've got you know, uh, most of the market, if not 100%. But literally, you know, what you want is the best people within each area. So you want the best 15% in engineering, you want the best within finance. But how do you define that split? And how do you define who is who is the best and who is not? So I think I think we'll do that next week because that would follow on nicely once it starts to get people thinking about actual mapping yeah. out the market. And, well, it's, 
it's all very well. You're right. It's all very well saying, look, I've got you know a hundred candidates or a hundred people that, that we've got access to, you know, that way. But actually, if they're all not very good, then it's not really push. You know, it's no one's any better off. But yeah, it's, and- it's that in conjunction with, you know, what, what we'll talk about next week that that actually is um, is, is is the way it works. Exactly. And and when we say not, you know, see at the end of the day, for people to get to that level, they've got to be good at what they do in their job. Okay. Other people be better, you know, better than others. However. This is probably more situated towards culture fits as well. Some people yeah. will be better fitted within a really dynamic, entrepreneurial, fast-paced environment, whilst others will be more suited to that more blue-chip, corporate, process-driven environment. And it's down to that each individual's personality, you know. So, you know, that I think, yeah, you know, it's identifying the top 15%, but then obviously matching with regards to that specific organisation's current culture and future requirements and strategy. Yeah, culture and also their own, you know, the, the, not forget the people that are already part of their organisation that have maybe come through the ranks as well and making sure they're well placed to to arguably learn from others or maybe complement the, the team and so on as well. I think it's it's a bigger picture that, that, that you know, team teamwork always goes, goes further. Exactly. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.